Welcome to episode 186 of KapowCast. <laughs> I am Mike, and joining me back from uh, the hurricane is Tony Vance. Hey, what? We're going to talk, uh, we're going to give you our thoughts and feelings on the character as a whole, his history, some of our favorite maybe incarnations and why he has continued to remain so relevant and popular to this very day. Some would say at the point of nauseam. Yeah, me, me. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, but first, we have plenty of news to discuss. Um, it seems like every week we have some kind of crazy new bit of news on CW uh, series. Uh, this morning I read it was reported apparently uh, Ruby Rose was almost paralyzed. Uh, really? She had to have emergency surgery like across her neck right here. Basically, oh, no. uh, it was doing stunts and she had it was the 21st of September. She had to have emergency surgery because she had two herniated discs that were basically uh, severing her spinal cord. Oh, God, that's serious shit. Yeah, yeah. And apparently it was from a, a accident doing stunts. And I'm just like, I don't know if it was, I'm assuming it was on the Batwoman TV show. I mean, I don't know, maybe. But she had a post on Instagram that said, like, for people asking about my new pest dispenser scar, uh, basically, <laughs> this is what happened. And she kind of talked about how. You know, they looked and they were like, hey, we got to do this because you could end up paralyzed. Oh, my God. So that's insane. If anybody doesn't think stunt, stunt coordinators don't deserve an award. Oh, no. Or stunt people. 100% think they do. That's just the actress. Imagine the danger that the stunt people go through and the shit they have to deal with. What was it? The past like a uh, couple of years, there's been, you know, the actual announcements that like three or four stunt people have died on set of movies. Yeah. Like the first, the biggest one I remember is Deadpool 2. Well, there was one on uh, Titans recently, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Season 2. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, dude. I don't know. I think I've, I've voiced this before that the academy you really need to kind of like refresh their their view on things if anybody needs to refresh their view it's them this of course comes um a couple weeks after i discovered that apparently there is a lot of hate going towards the batwoman tv series and uh the yeah. interpretation of the character uh, because there's a line in one of the trailers where she says something oh like, yeah, yeah yeah where like they say like the suit's perfect she's like not yet it's not not till it's worn by a woman or, or something like that and right <laughs> uh of course you're uh male uh white male demographic got really up in arms about that one <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's taken the their focus off of captain marvel and brie larson and now they're it's basically all of that is now towards uh ruby rose and the batwoman right but thing. like i mean i don't know that i guess it's uh i always thought that that was kind of what the character was you know like that was that was it that was the uh the gist of the character was the factor that it was a woman and she's bruce's cousin and she's taking over the mantle in a, in a sense of the matter yeah so like i ex i would expect something of that nature out of that character once again, I think there's now once again just a very loud vocal minority kind of stomping and waving their arms in a in a tizzy, saying, "I want attention. Uh, I'm a man. I feel left out. I get it. The 20, 30, 40 years of comic books based on white males wasn't enough. Yep. Now you got to do this. And there's uh, which is funny. I mentioned Captain Marvel. Did you hear? And just, uh, well, I kind of will relay on later, but I was talking to somebody and I had mentioned that there was a, there was a report going around saying something to the nature of 
Kevin Feige and Marvel um, considering downsizing Captain Marvel's role at MCU due to the fact that they were hoping to use Spider-Man to get Captain Marvel, quote unquote, we'll use wrestling over. term around over. <laughs> and the person brought it to my attention, they're like, because I was like, the site I read it on, I was like, there's no like verification of this. And like, right. I guess they trace it down to it was something that was first reported on a YouTube channel <laughs> by a person wearing a mask. What? Yeah, somebody wearing a mask wears a mask in their videos or something. And I was just like, okay, so this is just the same troll nonsense. That's stupid. To even like gratify that kind of announcement from something is just stupid. Like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess we're just, maybe this is the new world we live in where now that the MCU is kind of quiet and we, I would say 90% of the channels like us have, yeah. have talked about them nonstop for, you know, two to three years leading all the way up through infinity war and then to end game. Like we, we haven't really stopped talking about it so much to the point that we are now kind of in a weird way crippled that there's no MCU news going on that People we want to see. They have to drum up their own. Yeah. So it's just like, I'd rather, you know, make up shit than go and find something else to talk about. And here's the thing. Don't mistake this comment as me uh, saying that as a white male, like I am, <laughs> I am being uh, suppressed or anything. But for fuck's sake, guys, like stop giving us all such a terrible name. Like, yeah, I just want people to know not every white male has that perspective of things. Oh, that's the thing, right? Like, that's the thing with all uh, social groups. You know, you got you got feminists who there's a couple feminists that go overboard and give them the, bad the names. other legit ones, bad names. Right. You know, you, you got you got fucking just in geek culture in general, people that go out and give the group a bad name. You got, you know, even you even got jocks and stuff that, you know, watch sports and everything. Go out and give the good ones bad names. I know a lot of guys who watch sports and they're not the classic jock. Like, oh, you watch comics? You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, you fucking play d and I ain't no dungeon master. <laughs> Roll 12. I know. You talk about that one guy and then. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. a death stroke. You replied to him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. The guy was in Magic Mike. Joe Mangiallo. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> you just had a guy with way better body definition tell you that you're a fuck. <laughs> And he plays Deathstroke. And you're a professional wrestler and he's not. <laughs> um, another bit of uh, news or I guess not so much news, but something exciting coming from the DC TV world. We got our first look at Brandon Routh as Superman Kingdom Come. And <laughs> holy shit, looks awesome. It's a it's a crazy thing to see uh, in the general statement that like you see Brand, people are doing side to side by sides of Brandon Routh and Superman as Superman. And then him in this new new uh, what, Fallen Kingdom or Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. Yeah. Um, shot. He's in way better shape now than he was back then. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he was kind great. of. He was almost kind of scrawny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had no real muscle tone to him, and it's like, wow, dude. Like you nowadays, you look more like Superman. Do than you, you think did back they had then. to tape his dick down again? I don't know. It doesn't look like they were having problems this time, but <laughs> technology's come a long way. So maybe it's just uh, we'll have to watch for eye shoots in in the show. What's funny is uh, one of my brothers looked at it and they said that uh, they looked at it and they said, uh, looks really, I don't know, it looks dumb. They're like, I don't like it. Like, it looks really weird. I'm like, are you kidding me? It looks fantastic. I love it. I love that. Uh, I love that Superman logo. I've yeah. always been a big fan of oh, it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good logo. And it reminds me of the old, really, really old cartoon. Yeah. And like uh, he has the black belt and the shorts and like, mm. oh, it just looks so awesome. And there's a he even got the gray hair going on, too. And there's almost a uh, there's like a definite texture to the suit, too, if you look. Yeah. Which I was pretty excited about. I think that's that's kind of become DC's calling card now is they have their suits have texture, which I have no issues because it looks better on screen. Yeah. It doesn't look so flat. I'm trying to remember. Did the suit in Superman Returns have? No, I don't think it's so. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. I wish there was a way I could look this up right now, but I can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. Stop playing. Um, is there a texture to it? Yeah, I think so. Not just the texture of the material. I'm trying to find a good picture that is high quality, but it's uh, very hard to do because that movie was so yes, I know so long ago. Trying to find uh, high quality images before like 2010 is actually really hard. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to watch Superman Returns. Got to buy it on a 4K Blu-ray. 4K Blu-ray. Take screenshots <laughs> and post them online. Uh, but no, and they they just announced too that apparently the actress that played Huntress in Birds of Prey yeah. TV series is also going to be part of this. That's uh, that's really cool because uh, Birds of Prey was a good show, but it was a bad show at the same time. Like it was a good show because of the really because of the acting and the the chemistry between the cast, but. It wasn't really true to heart. I never watched it. It was, it, I don't blame anybody for not watching it. I, <laughs> I watched it, uh, I think out of boredom on the CWC app. Um, and I was like, well, this is actually isn't a terrible, uh, terrible show. The girl that plays Barbara Gordon is uh, awesome. Obviously she's Oracle in this though. I definitely think <gasps> there is some kind of texturing or something. It's very hard to, to tell. Maybe there's a, maybe it's a printed texturing, not so much like a texturing like we know now. Like raised, yeah, not not raised, probably just printed, kind of like morph suits, you know. Uh, the morph there's suits. There's a horrifying Ninja Turtles morph suit. Oh, yeah. at Stop right there. Halloween <laughs> USA or Spirit of Halloween. <laughs> oh, I haven't gone to any of them. I've been so fucking busy. Yeah, they're out <sighs> there. They're out there. Anybody want to go to Spirit of Halloween with me, <laughs> please? Um, and I think the biggest news to come this week. I don't think this will be a surprise to you that this is the main story we'll talk with. Oh, is uh, Spider Man's back? Yes, he's back, baby. I'm not going to get as excited as everybody else is though, because the contract was correct me if I'm wrong. Four or three movies. The original one? Yeah, like it was four or three Spider Man movies. It was for three Spider Man movies and three MCU movies. Three Spider Man, three MCU. Yeah, this one is for one Spider Man movie, and basically he can appear in one MCU film. They struck a new deal. Yeah, everybody's talking. Like it's the same deal. No, it is not the same deal. How, how do you break a contract like that? You know what I'm saying? Like going back to the original problem is he didn't have three Spider-Man movies, so the contract is still oh, no, the, I think it was for five movies. Five movies total. Yeah, five movies of him in the gonna, MCU. I, I I'm not going to try to count. <laughs> I would have thought it would have been better. I don't understand why they didn't do like three. Because I, you're right. They uh, they did not do three Spider-Man movies. I think it was right. for five movies in total. So there's three MCU and, and two Spider-Man and that kind of because he was in Infinity War, uh, Endgame, Civil War, then his two movies. I don't know why they wouldn't have done three Spider-Man movies, and but maybe that was a negotiating tactic for Sony. Like maybe hook them and then. Uh, I'm still not gonna get overly excited. I don't want my heart broken like this last time. Like I was, I was pretty fucked up when, when they well, were like, oh, it, it looks like it's a. I mean, it's a done deal. Like. Which is funny because beforehand there was a lot of clickbait articles coming out being like, I make return and I just, I ignored him. So when I saw the first news story, but I saw the first news story, I was, I looked, always look at where the source is coming from. Uh When I had people posting stuff or saw people posting stuff before, it would be from some random YouTube channel. Yeah. Or uh, we got this cover.com, which has like tons of fucking clickbait. They're bullshit articles. They've gotten me a couple times. I was like, oh, and then I kind of learned their name and I was yeah. like, yeah. So uh, when I saw the link on Friday and I saw that it was reported by Variety, I was like, oh, I was like, this, <laughs> this actually might be legit. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. Interesting side note. The day that that story broke, it also made uh, stock market news as well. Really? Yeah. They made stock market news. I was like, whoa, this is like, because I, I backstory, I recently started investing in stocks and everything like that while I was down in Florida. Oh, um, Wall Street over here. Yeah, I know. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Um, but so like I'm like on the Robinhood app and there's little a little section that brings up like stock market news and it says Marvel and Sony strike a deal. Uh, Spider-Man is back in the MCU. And I was like, whoa, this shit got, is getting so big that it's affecting the stock market now, which, by the way, I am a uh, proud owner of some interesting stocks. <laughs> I Has, Hasbro will be on my list for sure. <laughs> um, I, I was very happy. I'm very glad that they worked this all out. And I didn't think that they weren't going to. I, I felt there was too much money being left on the table from both parties for them to just right. walk away. I 
What I personally think happened is I think because everybody's like Disney, why did they offer? Like, why do they want 50% right off the bat? Mm-hmm. They were probably hoping to a negotiation tactic. Yeah. To yeah. haggle and negotiate down. And Sony was just like, fuck you. Yeah. And they took their shit and they're like, no. <laughs> and they walked out and then they're like, wait, 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 wait. And they're like, oh, that backfired. Yeah. I, I, Sony is one of the, well, the Sony execs, I won't say Sony in general. I don't think is, are one of those groups that like that tactic will work because they have, they have big heads. I feel like they have huge heads. I think they do. And I feel like they're the type of people that won't, uh, like Disney to me seems like the type of company that would walk in and be like, everybody's like bow to me. Yes. Like, I mean, in rightful error, like, yeah, maybe you should. (laughs) And I think Sony was just like, well, no, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Like we have these rights. Like the ball is technically in their court. Yeah. Yeah. They're not stupid to the, the keen of the matter of that. Um, the it, power was in their court yeah. in general because obviously right wise. Yeah, because they like they walked out and they were yeah. just like and everyone was just like, Well, I guess that's I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess there's there's no more uh Spider Man MCU, but it, it looks like we have it back for now. Um twenty twenty one will be the next Spider Man movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Spider Man Homeless, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, to elaborate a little bit more on that stock stock market news, it was basically about uh, fandom having the true strength in all this. Is that if if we're looking back at a day and time where the internet didn't give us a voice as loud as it it, it has now, uh, we could have maybe not got this deal because people just there was uh, say it again for the 18th time in the show there was petitions oh. <laughs> of this whole you know boycott Sony and yada yada all this other stuff. And it's just kind of like a, yeah, like all these executives could see all this stuff and be like, oh, the fans are fucking pissed. So we should probably try to work something out. And I think I, I'm going to stand by it. I think the cool thing is kind of sit there and be like, Sony fucked it up. I don't think it was fully Sony's fault. I really don't. So what's that saying? There's, there's three sides to every story. Yeah. His, hers and the, and the truth. truth. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's the Kevin Feige story, the Amy Pascal and then the truth. Yeah. Not that Kevin Feige was probably involved in any of the negotiation. I wonder who um, does that. I'd hate to have that job. But the, there are some already, there's rumors coming out saying that part of this is so that Kevin Feige can effectively write him out of the MCU. Oh, God. So there is that thought. I guess but at the same time, too, like an option. he is supposed to appear in a, uh, a MCU film. Uh-huh. What that film will be, who knows? Heard it would be suggested that maybe it's Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Oh, man, I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every time I hear the title, I'm just like, ah. But we'll see. Uh, for now, everything is cool. And maybe this will also give them time to work out a more deal. Or who knows? Maybe uh, Apple will end up buying Sony and <laughs> the rights will just go right back to Marvel for free. Funny, funny story. I don't know if you know this, but back before Steve Jobs died, um, it could have happened where Apple sold, sold themselves to Disney. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, that's too much power. That's that's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. I, Walking I, into Disney World and the only phone that works is the iPhone. Oh, no. Because right now, like you, I don't I don't think a lot of people know this. You go into um, Disney World down in Florida. You're already off the grid. Pretty much. You're 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 on Disney grid. And uh, the the service, the best service to have at Disney World is AT&T. If you have Verizon, if you have Sprint, if you have, um, you know, the 100 other boost mobile, boost mobile <laughs> cricket. Um None of those really get signal inside of Disney World because hmm. Disney owns AT&T. Wow. So mine, like when we went on our family vacation last January, mine, my sister's, and my mom's, all of our phones had full signal. We were all good and everything. Janelle has Verizon. She couldn't get signal worth shit. She couldn't post on anything. She couldn't do anything. And I was like, whoa. That's funny. It's crazy. So to have, like if they owned Apple, they could, I don't know, I'm sure they probably could have 
figured out something to wear exclusive apps just for the apple phone that too how you know drain the power of androids and then recalculate it to give apple users more battery speaking of disney Shit. The, uh, i know we said that was the last thing we were gonna talk about but i forgot there was something else i was gonna talk about and did you have you heard that apparently kevin faggy may be helping uh, develop some star wars movies i seen that and i don't know uh obviously kevin faggy comes from the marvel side of things so like i i would assume in great deal that he's a fan of marvel stuff I don't know how much of a Star Wars fan he is. Um, apparently, Brie Larson and Chris Evans have already expressed interest. No. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be uh, funny if we just got like all the MCU people back, <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr.'s. I don't know. It's That's insane, though. Like, because like I have a lot of faith in that man just because of what he has created with the MCU. My and thing is, is he going to be spreading himself too thin? I don't know. Maybe he'll hand the, the docket of the MCU uh, to somebody else. Uh, I'm sure he has like a like an intern or something that like like a Peter Parker, him. yeah, like a Peter Parker to his uh, to his Tony Stark. Like, I, that, there's no way that he doesn't have somebody like like his right hand guy. He's too big of a of a presence in the MCU to be you know going solo. He does so much for it. That's true. So it's just like to think that he does it all on his own is kind of naive. I don't know though. I'm pretty scared to see that article like Kevin Feige stepping down from MCU. Oh yeah, no, it's, MCU producer or head producer or whatever. I'll be like, uh. it scares me too. Until like they put in the article that so and so who was his right hand man who's helped all, oversee the past blah blah yeah. blah of films. And it's like oh okay, like because so he. He's seen what Kevin did, knows what happens, so he knows the ropes. Let's as see long what he's as got. they hand it more over to somebody who's more of a fan as opposed to somebody who's just like, I work for the industry and I want to make money. Yes. Because I think that's what uh, DC does wrong. I think so, too. Is I, those films aren't made by a, aren't headed by a fan or somebody who knows the source material. It's headed by committees. Yes. Committees that have a checklist and that go, well, he's they a- had Joss Whedon, so... <laughs> Let's get Joss Whedon. I think that the, I think the studio over there butts in more than what they should. Um, Agreed. Because Jeff Johns produces like 90% of these films. The guy that like essentially runs DC is heading up production on this, on these films and they still suck. So I think it's a problem with like the studio just button in way too much as to the point of like uh, di- dictation as to what they should do. And they really don't have any pull or grab because they can't get their fucking movies that get traction. So, <laughs> well, this weekend we'll see uh, if uh, there's any any uh, studio interference with Joker. If it is the masterpiece that people are claiming, <laughs> and that seems like a good way to go into our main topic of today. <laughs> By the way, have you seen some of these fucking artsy fartsy TV spots that they've been <laughs> running for Joker all the past two weeks? I've been seeing them with the little piano play in, and it's just like random clips of him dancing and four stars. All across the board, yep. and this and that. It's very, 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 very artsy, and it's just like ew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my art mixed with my comic books. <laughs> but it, I, I, te- I messaged you guys and said that you know, I asked if you guys knew it was rated R because that was the first time I seen that it was rated R. Oh yeah, and I was like, that intrigues me. If you listen to last week's episode, I mentioned that there was something I saw that I wasn't going to fully elaborate on in the in the film, a leaked scene, if you will. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but I will say that that leaked scene alone. <laughs> was the rated R is enough for an R rating crap. Um, and that's one of the main things that people have been saying is it's very, very violent. Um, so we'll see, but it's kind of bizarre to think that we're at a state now where we have what appears to be a Joker movie with no Batman. Yeah. Joker. I think I said that somebody that, um, if it does like the comics did a few years back and sets the character as kind of a legacy character and not just a single person being the Joker, I'm all fine for that. I'm all good. I think that was probably one of the best moves that DC ever made was to instate the idea that yeah. Joker was a legacy character. Cause like it's one of the, he's been one of those characters for years now. It's just like, you know, how, how do you keep it relevant? Oh, well there you go. That makes sense. Like that's how he 
references all this other shit that apparently wasn't canon and then that brings it into canon so it's weird and the the character has been continuously reinvented mm-hmm. as a, from you know a uh, bank robber to more of a, just like a jokester with puns to a fucking murderous psychopath and- right He's really been all across the board. Um, for me, so, I mean, my first real uh, introduction to the Joker, if I really think about it, long and hard, yeah. is pr- <laughs> is probably Jack Nicholson's interpretation. Yeah. That's probably my first real, because I know some would say like, well, it wasn't Cesar Romero. No, because they didn't start replaying all that stuff until after. You've seen 89? 89, Batman. When Batman fever was sweeping the nation. Again. Again. Uh, I It's foggy for me, because I was a little bit too young to recall which came first. Nicholson or Ramon. Chicken or the egg? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say it's probably a combination of them both because I, I know that I watched the 60s Batman movie a lot when I was a kid and then I also watched 89 Batman uh, repeatedly as a kid. So I, I would say it's definitely a, a plausible both party scenario. And that's uh talk about fucking two opposite ends of the coin. Yes. Like, <laughs> 100%. Oh my God. And like going back this past weekend, TNT was doing their DC supervillains weekend, which what? essentially was just their excuse to show like <laughs> tons of DC films. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've going back and watching like uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. It's, it's not so much Joker as it is Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson yeah. just being Jack Nicholson. <laughs> But it fit so well. It did. I did it. I really enjoyed it, that rendition of the Joker. I still do to this day. And to many people, it's still the best one. And to many people, it was one that people said, like, nobody could live up to. Uh-huh. Nobody could ever surpass Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, and a cinematic standpoint, nobody did up until, like, 20, 2010. Well, nobody could really. I mean, nobody really had a chance. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, Mark Hamill with the animated series, but he did the one Mask of the Phantasm. He was in that, but there really was no comparison yeah. of the two. It was. Do you think? I, I personally think that there was a weird standoff for it. Like people were just like, ah, I don't want to challenge that role. I don't want to do. Probably. That. I mean, when you, here comes Ledger. It's always funny when I think about the Jack Nicholson one. The fact that. It was so close to going to um, Robin Williams. Yeah. Which I love Robin Williams, but I know. I think it would have been a very different movie. Oh, yeah. It would have been more Cesar Romero than anything else, I think. I don't know, though. Robin he Williams could, be could, dark. Do, could do, but this was before Robin Williams had done well, anything really dark. I was about to say, there's one hour photo. That movie's fucked up. If yeah. you haven't seen that, you should probably watch it. And that was bef- way before he ever did that. Yeah. I think, well, 89, that was way before Robin Williams did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't out yet. The Genie. The Genie. Yeah. From Aladdin. There's a lot of things that like if he would have taken that role, I think it probably would have. I think it would have messed up his career. Like, I think I don't so? think, yeah, I don't think it would have been uh, so uh, legendary as he was. I don't think he would have gotten casted as like Mrs. Doubtfire because they're like, ah, oh, the Joker playing Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, I, I don't think that's going to work out. At the same time, it's kind of like uh, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman. Yeah, but <laughs> it's one. Of, I think that's the opposite side. Like if you go from family friendly comedy to something dark of that nature. OK, like that. You could still save your transition afterwards because you get mul- multiplicity. Um, <laughs> that's but, the second multiplicity reference I've heard in two days. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you go from like a, a family friendly or, or, or not family friendly, sorry, you know, dark and gritty to then trying to go back to family friendly, I don't know if it works so much because I mean, I don't know how your parents were, but I think my mom would have seen somebody that like played a murderous villain playing this other character that's supposed to be like a loving father. Most parents back in the day would be like, oh, no, no, we're not seeing that because of his acting background. And it's just like, I don't know if I, that, that's not the way I think of things nowadays. I don't know if that would have ever happened with me. Um, eh, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Robin Williams would have been right. Maybe he would have been better for Riddler down the road, uh, which maybe. he also got screwed out of. But poor Robin Williams never got that Batman paycheck. Man, I, I'm channeling my inner Jeff and going, well, maybe that's why he did it. <laughs> just, couldn't, <laughs> just, just couldn't handle not getting that Batman paycheck, man. <laughs> 
But no, I love Robin Williams, so I'm not um, talk bad about him. No, uh, and I mean, even though Joker was my, f- or Joker, uh, Jack Nicholson was my first uh, <laughs> exposure, I mean, Mark Hamill defined it for me. He was the staple for my childhood. To me, that was like, if I read a comic book with the Joker <laughs> in it, that was the voice I heard in my head, along with the 20 other voices. <laughs> Um, yeah, 100% up until the past few years. Now it depends on the storyline yeah. and how the Joker is actually written. That, uh, who, who takes over the internal monologue in my head? Because I've had a couple where I've heard Ledger's voice too. So Really? Yeah. I kind of hear Ledger's voice a little bit more often in um, uh, Last Night on Earth. <laughs> uh, where I think that's one that's pretty prominent in comparison. Even I was still I was still hearing Mark Hamill's when I was reading it. Yeah, especially now because Mark Hamill's voice is more like grady. Oh yeah, yeah. It's he's, like he's got more that raspy. Man. Yeah, the older man voice. Which don't get me wrong. Okay, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. I, I forget what I saw. I, I saw something where they referred to him as. Or where it was like, check and see how Mark Hamill does all his famous voices. And I think about it, I'm like, he really only has like two voices. Yeah. Like his normal voice and the Joker voice. And it depends on which character it is. It gets a little bit more raspier. But he doesn't He doesn't have like this amazing uh, repertoire of different voices he uses. Like, right. They're pretty much all the same. There's, a, there's voice actors out there that have a way more dynamic range than Mark Hamill does. I would say that like the cast of uh, Teen Titans or well, what's his face that always voices Jon Stewart. Oh yeah, that that guy does a lot. He of He does voice a work. lot of voices. Um, and the Teen Titans Go, the people that do that, all besides Beast Boy. Beast Boy, I think it's just his normal voice. Like I'm being 100 percent serious. It is not. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've heard that guy talk in interviews too, and it sounds like Beast Boy. <laughs> I think it, he turns it up a bit. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah. Well, what's funny is there was an episode. We're not getting into voice work. There was an episode of uh, Justice League. It's either Justice League or Justice League Unlimited where they fought the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah. And this was before Teen Titans, but like everybody in the Royal Flush Gang was voiced by somebody from Teen Titans. <laughs> like you could eat, you could be like, oh, that's Robin's voice. That's Beast Boy's voice. That's uh-huh. Cyborg's voice. That's uh, Raven and Stargirl, Starfire. Weird. Um, but yeah, uh, but from 89, there, there was like no real uh, Joker in the mainstream in the comic books. He was, you know, he was there. I didn't really read a lot of 90s Batman stuff. Uh, probably because a lot of it was really just bleh. It was very bleak. And uh, I know there was, I know he had some parts in Nightfall and all that, but it was pretty much for me, it was pretty much the animated series was like my Joker all throughout like from like 92 to like 2001. That's a long time. That was, that was <laughs> just the only Joker I knew and the only Joker for me. It's the only one you wanted in your it was, life. It was really the only one. And then I think one of the more haunting interpretations of the Joker is a more recent one which was from Death of the Family mm-hmm. in the New 52 continuity where he uh, cut his face off and then removed it and then eventually found it and strapped it back on his face like a fucked up Halloween yeah. mask. I That's still probably one of my favorite renditions of the Joker. Like, I loved that whole scenario. Like, so the Joker cuts his face off before New 52 reboot or the beginning of New 52 reboot, however you want to look at it, and uh, <clears throat> disappears. And essentially, for some godforsaken reason, they have it on display in Gotham PD. <laughs> like, I, don't, I have no idea whose idea this was. Just asking for trouble. <laughs> just no clue why they would do this. Kind of um, morbid for it. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. And then he comes back uh, for one of, I think, probably one of the biggest storylines in DC's recent history um, for death of the family and he steals his face back and i'm just like like it, it gave this like yeah, are you stealing your face back i'd say if someone say you're just well, taking it back I, I mean yeah i guess you take it back but and like, i can't he, say i blame him for these weird fucking police officers that are like <laughs> let's put this on the wall uh, so he breaks in and he takes it and starts this crazy crazy just i don't know i think it, it was a long run man i feel like it was like fucking like 20 or so issues of him just screwing with the Bat family, every single member. He even screws with Harley too. Ah, oh, that was that was the first time in recent memory that like I actually was enjoying reading the Joker. 
Like I was just like, yes, like this is, this is good stuff. This is, this is exactly what I want. Picked up every single solitary issue of anything that he was appearing in because like, okay, what's this crazy motherfucker going to do with this character? I mean, the things he did with Harley was just like mad. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 um, he has a long nose. <laughs> that was, uh, that was probably one of the yeah more haunting interpretations of the Joker in comics. Um, but one of the more iconic ones is definitely Batman, the killing joke. Yes. Um, oh, that's good, a good, nice little read. It's a concrete uh, story. That one is like, lasting uh, impressions. If, if there was, I think if I, if I had to hand somebody like a stack of Joker books, to have just some of his like my favorite appearances would probably be like the killing joke no surprise there uh the man who laughs that uh joker book that we talked about reading mm-hmm. with that i forget the i always forget the the writer's name because it's very long something it starts with an a i don't know um but it's the one where like it came out people were like that kind of looks like heath ledger's joker which one came first and it actually was just like a fucking coincidence that they both came out that they both came out and looks very similar to each other but the book is literally just called joker um, I looked for it when I stopped by the comic book store down there. Did you? Yeah, because I was like, well, if I find it, I can read it on the airplane. There's a really weird part in that book where he like cuts off a guy's like his entire skin. Like he skins him? Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and I think it has to do. I think he's like a strip club owner. Oh. So that makes. Yeah. So you get this weird kind of blurred line. Yeah. You just like morality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very. That's, uh, that's it. Mike's going to go skin fucking strip club owners yep. now because yeah. there's no telling what's real and what's not. Yep. The, uh, it's a very, uh, grounded gritty. I'm uh, interested in reinterpretation of, really of the Joker and Harley's in it. Um, yeah, I, I recommend checking it out. And I don't even say like dark Knight returns like that. His, his small role in that is mm. also really good. Like that's mm-hmm. talk about like breaking ground. Like they have this very ambiguous, different take of the Joker. He's not so much like a, look at me. I'm a madman. He's just like this quiet, like sociopath, cool and collected. Yeah. Which I could be more terrifying. Yeah. Kind of like the guy in uh, reservoir dogs that, uh, cuts off the dude's ears. Oh yes. Um, Mr. White. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want people to be like, oh my gosh, we're talking about Joker and they didn't talk about all these books. I'm like, well, no, they're, they're, they're good books. Unfortunately, I haven't read. I remember a little bit more about Killing Joke just because of the movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't read The Man Who Laughs. I have it. I haven't read it in years. I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. I'm not, I, don't th- I don't think I've even read it. It's another one of those. Uh, I don't remember. Staples. Yeah, I think it is. It was one of those ones where like I saw it and I was like, well, I have to buy it. Um, of course, uh, Death in the Family oh, yeah. would be another good one where Joker gets that really, you know, and that really kicks off this whole dynamic of should Batman kill him? Should he not? Yeah, it's I think that's you're right. It kind of uh, pinpoints the spot where, you know, you start questioning Batman's ethics because this man is like he he killed a Robin. He uh, crippled Barbara Gordon. Yeah, uh, he's he's done some terrible shit. <laughs> like He's done some really bad shit. And the factor that, like, I know I've, I've sat there and I've read things and I just go, why don't you just make an exception one time? Just, just this one time. Just and, this one time. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's going to be a continuous back and forth is of, you know, oh, he should just do it. You mm-hmm. know, just just the one. But then there's the argument that Batman always has where it's like once he crosses that line, like there's no he's, going yeah, back. He's no better than the Joker. Uh, well, that's, then that's that, but then it's like, you know, and he, let's use this logic. Hot toys. OK, yeah, yeah. There was a point in time where both of us were like, we'll never get a hot toy. Uh-huh. Like they're, they're too expensive. Right. But once you make that justification. <laughs> yes. Of dropping the money to get that one. Suddenly it becomes a lot easier. Right. And I would say that with age, though, uh, to, to defend and go with the opposite way with, right. with age. It. The, the price tag of a hot toy is minuscule in comparison to other shit that you pay for. Right. And like, I mean, granted, like at the time, like when these first started going out, coming out, like we were working at the theater, yeah. working for peanuts and there peanuts. was no way we were going to popcorn, be, whichever, way whichever you, you prefer. <laughs> so, and yeah, there was no way. But I mean, it is, you know, I remember being like, oh, you know, one day I just want, you know, just saying all I ever want is just one, one hot toy. 
Just one. I have thirty now. <laughs> you have thirty. I have thirty. Holy crap! I'm, not, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll text you. I've never actually counted physically counted how many I have. I know I don't have thirty. I don't think. But once you once you realize like, oh shit. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing I look. I think about with Batman. Like he is insured. You, everybody. I'm just letting you know that right now. He's yeah. Insured. Once you uh, pull that trigger, so to speak. You know, if you just say like, well, it's just this one time, I'll do it. Then it's like, well, you know, I mean, Two-Face killed uh, <laughs> so-and-so's Tim Drake's parents or, or whatever. Right. Did this. So did he kill Tim? Drake? I don't think so. Okay. I think I'm making that up. But I, I know somebody kills Drake's parents. I don't remember who it is. Uh, you know what? Once was it Captain Boomerang? Maybe? I don't, I don't remember. Know. We'll look at but it But once, once you justify, you're like, well, you know, this person did that. So yeah, you I know, mean, it's it. kind of just as bad as what the Joker did. And the next thing you know, you're like two, three, four, five villains deep. You're like, you know what? Well, fuck it. Let's, Let's just, just kill them all. Let's do it all. And, <laughs> and I think that I think when I break it down like that, I think it becomes a lot more uh, clear in my head. Yeah, it does. It's a very good point compared to spending money and killing people. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> the same thing. I, f- I feel like I've been killed when I when I buy one. Yeah, but then you get it in hand. And, and then you're like, like ah, oh, it's so worth it. Like um, When I got that Thanos, I was like, oh, it's a lot of money. And then when I got them in hand, I was like, oh, it was so worth like, it. You have time to, to mend. Yeah. Once you drop the money, you're like, oh, well. It looks so good. Like that's one thing that like it has an expensive price tag, but I I will justify it a hundred times over. You know, it's funny if you can afford to get one, don't do it because you'll get more. You know, you want this is actually really really funny. You know what the first hot toy was I purchased? Was it Joker? It was the Heath Ledger Joker. Are you serious yeah. right now? Yeah. Wow. I already had uh because Steph had already got me like the the Star Spangled Avenger cap. Uh huh. She got you that. Uh, and I think armory. I had. I think I'd already had the armory. Okay. Or no, I don't think I'd even had that because I think I just had the Star Spangled Avenger because uh-huh. I just looked up pictures. It was actually, which is funny, it was actually my like on this day my memory thing for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was, when I got him originally, I didn't display him in a case. I had him on the shelf because I didn't have this, the, the, the glass detox, cases. Yeah. So I think it wasn't. So I think I'd only had the Star Spangled Adventure. But yeah, the Heath Ledger Joker one is what really, really tipped it off for me. Really? I don't remember which one I bought first. Because there was one year where Janelle went, I think it was right when she got a good job. She went ape shit and bought me, well, no, because she bought me the Captain America. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know which one tipped the scale for me. Because I would say that most of them I got as gifts and then I bought one. And then that's when it went crazy. <laughs> that's when it got I don't on. think, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm trying to recall real quick. We're, I think. We're on one of our infamous detours. Yes, at the topic. yes. And I, I, I don't think the scale tipped until very recently because now that I think about it, like in game happened and that's when I kind of was like, holy shit, I'm not going to get any of these characters now for the longest time. I justified the factor of not getting them because, oh, they'll always be around. There's going to be another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've got to go look at my collection and be like, which one did I buy first? Cause I don't, I don't even remember. I don't remember which one tipped the scale. Cause I know I bought like Rocket and Groot. I bought Gamora. I bought Drax. Um, but <sighs> Scarlet Witch. You have Scarlet Witch? I got the Civil War one. Oh, oh I do too. I yeah. didn't know that. Scarlet Witch or Black Widow? Or no, I got the Age of Ultron one. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because I was like, I don't remember. Sometimes when I when I mean to say Scarlet Witch, I or you when mean I mean Black. to say Black Widow, I say Scarlet Witch, Witch just because Scarlet Johansson, and my mind <laughs> just gets confused. That and your male ego gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, they're just different people with similar bodies to you. Um, <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Speaking of which, that was on last night. Uh, Dark, Dark Knight. Knight and I, I sat down and watched it I got I was it was right at the right part too it was right at the interrogation scene mm, mm. which once again watching that like just watching Ledger just go ape shit fucking slay that role like nobody else could um, and that's just, a good scene to jump into oh yeah just bringing that character to almost I would say the point of redefining yeah oh 100% in cinematic point yeah and that's it's always kind of the go-to argument of give it a chance 
Yeah. Whether it be appearance, casting, give it a chance because I didn't like the the idea of having a Joker that wasn't perma white. Right. Or didn't have the chemical background. Like it almost made it more terrifying when you think about it. I was like, oh, no, this is just a fucking guy. He's just in some makeup that's uh, very meticulous and insane. Uh That's that's the thing that's scary about it is like he was he was both of what we were talking about here. He was calm and collected, but he was also a psycho at the same exact time and very animated. He was like an anarchist kind of too. Like he had this anarchic yes. attitude of just like, no, like nothing matters. Everybody thinks they're better than me. But when it comes down to it, you would all do the same thing in my shoes. Yes. Uh, which I just thought was really cool. And it's just a shame I didn't get to see more of Ledger's portrayal. Um, and oh my gosh, I know my brother, my brother was in town this weekend and he was talking about when he went and saw Batman 89 and he was talking about that summer where that was like the fucking movie. Uh-huh. Like you had to go see it. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it was for Dark Knight. Yeah. Like that was the fucking movie. Like you kind of forget that Iron Man came out that same year. Yeah. But Dark Knight. And I mean, it, it would be stupid and naive of me to sit here and say that Heath Ledger was not a huge, if not the main reason for all of that. Like once people oh, saw yeah. his performance and I remember hearing his voice and going like, okay, like I remember telling somebody like, where did you hear his voice? Like he's Australian, but you can't even tell. And they're like, that has nothing to do. Like, people do that all the time. Like, no, like this is something more than just putting on an American accent. Right. Yeah. Like this is like a whole different person. Like you forget that it's Heath Ledger. That's, that's the best case scenario is that the person uh, makes you lose their face. And then you just see the character, especially someone like Heath Ledger who did things like 10 things I hate about you. A Knight's tale. Like he had a very defining feature and um, kind of a standpoint. And I think, well, yeah, obviously that was the reason why everybody was so up in arms was because of his track record. But then he goes and he does a role like this and you just completely lose. Well, yeah, everybody pleasure. was like, oh, what a pretty, a pretty boy is going to be the Joker. Yeah, like he wasn't really that pretty. <laughs> like he was, he's, he's a good looking lad, but you know, that nose. He had a big nose. He did. Have, he, had a, he, he, he had a huge honker. <laughs> but like what I love too is besides the one scene, which is just done as like a kind of like a oh shit moment at the uh, mayor's funeral or the, no, the police commissioner's funeral where uh, he turns and you see him without the makeup on. Oh yeah. Like other than that, you don't see him without the makeup the entire movie. Right. Whereas like in Batman 89, they were almost like finding excuses to have Jack Nicholson not be in like the actual Joker makeup, but they still had like the, the prosthetics prosthetic, which almost made him more horrifying. <laughs> You're right. Um, when he walks in for that meeting and he's just got the, he's just, yeah. And it's just like, uh, there's obviously something wrong with him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after that, we had a lot of other like, you know, Mark Hamill returning for the Arkham games, which I think was really good. That was monumental. Uh, Troy Baker. Yeah. Doing some of his work where it's almost like he does like an impression of Mark Hamill. Of Mark Hamill yeah, as the Joker, which I'm always kind of like, eh, on. I, that's what I always feel people get stuck on. They don't want to challenge the role, but they want to do the role. So then they just kind of get comfortable and yeah, do like a, get a mock up of like somebody who's already kind of defined the role. Uh, you can't talk about Jokers, especially if you're going with like on screen adaptations without talking about the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> Somebody. No, it was you. Yeah. Sent the, the picture of Jared, the Jared Leto. The fan edit. Yeah. Where but, they like took away the tattoos, yes. gave him eyebrows, took the grill out. Uh huh. And, and he looked really he fucking looked good. really good. Like it was just phenomenal. And if they would have made him look like that, I definitely probably would have backed them more even with the weird shit he was doing in that movie here's something i've noticed uh because once again like dc movies like they had him on last weekend too because it was batman day so they were showing him and oh my god so they're just finding any fucking reason to show batman movies yeah so like i've seen uh i've watched some parts of suicide squad and batman 89 is uh guilty of this too with uh lieutenant eckhart yeah or eckhart i forget his name but like you ever notice like when he talks like it sounds like his voice is like horribly dubbed yeah like they have him in this, like they like, we couldn't really hear him. So we had to re-record all his lines and it's just right. so obvious. Mm-hmm. That's how Joker sounds in Suicide Squad a lot of the time. 
And I maintain it's probably because he has that fucking grill in his mouth. Possibly. Yeah. But like he always sounds like he's just horribly dubbed over. It's almost to the point of distracting. I can't confirm or deny because I, I can still count on one hand how many times I've watched Suicide Squad. So I, I think I was I just, just I was thinking this when I was down there in Florida that maybe I'll sit down sometime in the next few weeks and give it another try. Just to see if maybe my taste has changed at all. Because like I said, I, I can I don't need two hands. I can count on one hand how many times there, I've watched it. Well, after I get out talking, you might reconsider. Maybe. Because <laughs> I'm looking for any excuse to. There's the one part, like there's so many parts that I just kind of cringe at when he's talking. And like one of the parts is when he's in the club and like it's kind of the introduction to Harley Quinn. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, your girl's nice. And he tries to basically like whore Harley out. It's, it's, yeah. First of all, I did not like that. Did not like that at all. And then the guy's like, I don't want any beef. And he's like, you don't want any beef. You don't want any beef. And I'm like, just making these weird faces. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, ah, oh. and then the part after he, after Harley ditches the suicide squad and they're on the helicopter yeah. and he's like, I got a bare skin rug and some grape soda on ice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What's grape soda got to do with anything? I don't know. Like a bare skin rug. Okay. I can, I can get that. But is there some sort of like a trope that I don't know with the Joker backstory with grape soda? I just think of like Juggalos and Fago. Oh, God, I really I don't hope know. that's not it. <laughs> it really that's fucks the things up. <laughs> that's the connection my brain makes. But the the Suicide Squad Joker, granted, they cut a bunch of his scenes. But like, I remember when they released the image, it was I was kind of I did the Heath Ledger argument. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, just wait, you know, got to see what kind of context they're using. And and even after I saw the movie, I was like, I don't know really what I think about it because he really wasn't in it any more than I saw he was in the trailer. Yeah. But after more and more time over the years of watching it and getting a gist of it, I'm like, no. I think the eyebrow shaving really kind of fucked things up. I think without eyebrows, because I mean, you know, as an artist, like 90% of emotion ex- is expressed through the eyebrow. Yeah. So I think him not having that really kind of made everything go and just be dull emotion wise. Doing like the the damage, ta- like all the tattoos, like on yeah. him and Harley. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you completely. I don't know what reason. I liked the one thing that really kind of uh, cements the grill was the lead up to the movie. I said that I didn't like it. And you said, well, th- you know, think about it. Like maybe Batman fucking knocked all of his teeth out and he had to get this like fucking metal teeth because yeah. he, he doesn't have any. That was a really cool backstory. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll buy it. it. I'll buy it. It sounds really good. Um, so I think you fucked me up on that, on that note where it was just kind of like, I was like, oh, well maybe, maybe he did get his teeth busted out and that's why he has this. So there's a justification for that justification for the, the damage tattoo and all uh, the tattoos, the ha-ha-has, all that stuff that like, it was almost like a Joker fan. Yeah. You know, it was so on the nose. It's just stupid. It was just all dumb. It should have been, yeah, his I, character design should have been a lot more like the, uh, recent Mesco Joker that was released. The Macklemore Joker? Yeah, no, not the Macklemore Joker. Um, it's, I don't know what, what the design is based off of. I'll pull it up when we're done. But Oh, and Endgame was more of the Macklemore Joker. Yeah, that was that was Endgame Macklemore. Um, was more what I would have liked to see Leto do because I, I, I've i liked Leto's past acting. And that's what I was going to say. I think Leto could have done a really good job under different circumstances. Yeah. I think he could have been a really good Joker, but they just took it in such a bizarre, weird thing. And then you hear about the weird shit he was doing. Right. Like sending people stuff. And I'm like, what? I heard he's a very um method method actor, which I've heard also that those people are very annoying. <laughs> I can't understand why <laughs> sending them condoms and stuff. Use condoms. <laughs> It was almost the polar opposite of how I felt with Ledger. Like Ledger, they announced the cast casting and I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Clapping gift. Uh, and this one, they announced Leto and I was like, yes, he's an awesome actor. This could be really good. And then the more and more I was like, oh no, this ain't good. <laughs> like Joker should never be just shirtless. and Right. I think uh, maybe for some weird reason he would be shirtless. But other than that, like he... 
even though, like he was wearing that tuxedo and the whole time I'm like, man, it looks good. But if, if was, he just had eyebrows, it would look better. Yeah. The eyebrows is really what kills it for me. That is a, it's something I didn't really think about much until actually I saw that picture of him with the eyebrows where I was like, oh yeah, yeah. he didn't have eyebrows. Yeah. I think about it all the time because it's definitely, it's something that really, really, really killed it because you can, he, he has expression. You can see like the eyebrow movement, but there's no eyebrow. And it's just like, you can see the skin kind of come up. Like when you move your eyebrows. And has there ever been interpretations of Joker without eyebrows? Uh, I don't know. I would think not because it being not like a movement thing, but a paneled story, you need that kind of thing there. It would hinder your story indefinitely if he didn't have a defining characteristic of emotion like an eyebrow. Not good. Not good. Zero of zero. Um, And we've had uh, now most recently, of course, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is coming out. Uh, So what is it do you think about this character that everybody just keeps going back to him? I think uh, what what is it about him that captures everyone's imagination where they just want to see more Joker? I, I think personally that people don't know. People don't know it, but they're fascinated by the Joker because of the chemistry between Batman and Joker. And I think if anything, this movie will kind of show that the Joker without Batman is kind of mundane. He's just another psychopath. Like there's, there's not that classic element of the defined good and evil battle to both extremes essentially. But I think that uh, it's going to sound really fucked up. I think it embodies a part of people that go to their job and go through their life and hate everything that it almost makes it relatable. And this goes back to the, the, the danger of, of this movie being violent is okay. What happens if, uh, John Doe goes and sees this and then something gets snapped in his brain. Yes, exactly. And it's it's one of those things. It's such a, like you try to walk the line of, of talking about nah, it. Walk the line, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> you try to walk the line and be like, well, I'm not saying like the movie should be banned or people shouldn't watch it. Like Jeff has said, like you can't, you shouldn't censor art. Yes. But it's understandable to have that fear there that this, because people are stupid. Yeah. Certain I, people are stupid and easily influenced, going to be easily triggered. I think it's a, it's more of a dynamic uh, definition of things wrong with our system as a whole. You know, yeah. it, it, we're in 2019 and mental health is still shunned upon. Mm-hmm. So like it's it, for somebody that's having issues with depression or anxiety or any of this stuff, it's, it's, it's a little easier nowadays to say, Hey, look, I'm dealing with this, but it's still shunned upon by like a vast majority of people. I'll use my industry for uh, example. There's a lot of people that go, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling that great. My mental spot's not awesome. And you get told, well, suck it up, you know, you get, get over it. And for me, I hear that and I go, okay, I guess that's what I got to do. But a lot of people can't do that. And then I get that imprinted on me and I go out onto the normal street and say, well, suck it up. And one wrong time of that, somebody might take it the wrong way and something terrible happens to that person. God forbid. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of shit fucked up in our everyday life that we like to blame video games and we like to blame movies and all this other stuff, but it needs to be looked at differently than just blaming a byproduct right. of art. Right. <clears throat> and that's the part that really pisses me off. That's the part that gets me triggered is when people go, oh, well, this movie did it. And I get, I get really pissed off when people say that, especially the video game argument too. I go, no, like that's not it. That, that is not the reasoning for it. Like that was the, that was the catalyst. That was the trigger that pushed this person to do it. But you need to realize that that person was dealing with this shit for a lot longer than this movie, you know, even right. Like somebody like me, I'm not going to go into this movie and see it and be like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Like I, cause I, I don't have the capabilities to do that. I don't right. have the mental state to even fathom doing something like that. Right. But there are people that are teetering that line and that already require the help. Right. But are not getting the help. 
that that's just the thing that finally like makes him go, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. And uh, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird I don't want to say gray area, but it's a it's a fine line. Yeah, it's like, it's something that we just keep ignoring. And I think it's, it's placing foolish the blame on things like this. I think it's foolish for people. I've seen a lot of people kind of almost mock and make fun of people like worried about something happening. Yeah. It's like, no, there is reason for it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the state of the now day and age where um, there's just you're, you're one more headline away from something terrible happening. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's sickening in a way. Yeah. Um, but to go back and lighten the mood a little bit, I think it's the uh, the what if scenario that Joker, in a sense, is relatable to people but not so relatable. Like they can kind of live that fantasy of yeah. Like, well, and there's the the thing with Joker too, where it's always, you know, all it takes is one bad day. Yes. Yes. That's, you know, there you go. They kind of really cemented what I was trying to say there. It takes one bad day to just be like me to have a f- complete fallen down moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that is too relatable. Yeah. Do you think that movie could be made today? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't. Well, no, no, I don't know. It's questionable. Yeah, it is. Because yeah, there's too too much shit nowadays to where that that movie, even going back and watching it right now, is oh, it's disgustingly relatable. Like to go in and miss you know Burger King breakfast by two minutes and they won't help you out and give you some Burger King breakfast. That that pisses me off on a normal day. Like I'm just like, God damn it! Like I'm two minutes late. You're telling me you don't have some French toast sticks back there to just sell me real quick? You're just gonna throw it out. You're anyways. just gonna throw it out anyway. Um, give me what I want. Yeah, I think that there is something with the Joker that just like it's like, especially a company with Batman where you have Batman who's the hero, but is depicted as this dark brooding creature. Yeah. A bat who is normally associated with evil. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joker who's the other end of that coin, who's a clown, but is evil. You know, I'm sure it's not the first time it's been said, but it's also it's just the dynamic between the two, I think, is what makes the Joker good. And it's kind of almost like with Venom and Spider-Man to me, like the dynamic is yeah. what makes that good. Like I didn't have any interest in a Venom movie. Right. By himself. And I same, same thing with Joker. Like, I don't know if I I really want to see a movie where Joker isn't fighting Batman. Right. Yep. Like understandable might not be the Joker that fights Batman, right. but still yes. it's just that it's weird to me that. And that's where I kind of like bring in that if they do that, if they set up or Joker being a legacy character, like this is, this isn't the Joker that fights Batman, but this is the Joker that embodies that image, that, uh, that icon that then travels. Somebody gets inspired. Yes. That then travels and then creates the Joker that fights Batman. That's kind of the thing. I mean, they didn't, they, well, they kind of did it in Gotham the TV series. Where oh yeah. Yeah. That's another good depiction of Joker. Like yes. I really liked what that kid was doing just from the clips I seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I never watched the show, but he was, I would always stop and watch clips of him. <laughs> he was a psycho. He was very good at what he did. I will say that much. He's good in shameless too. So they did, uh, cause they kind of touched on all kind of weird, like interpretations of the Joker. Yes. It was very awesome. Like, I know they, his brother ended up becoming basically the Joker. Yes. His twin brother. His twin brother. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Which he actually, it's weird. Cause because you don't know this, I'm going to kind of explain it. Um, he drives him insane with a, a, a gas and basically changes him into the Joker. Cause he, I think in a weird way, he knew that his time was up, but he wasn't going to technically die. So that in, in that sense, they set up another, uh, icon that the Joker doesn't die. It just yeah. gets passed on. It's a legacy. It's, yeah. They started they hinted at that other idea and they even had him like, cause I remember seeing like images and like clips of him with like his face all stitched on mm-hmm. and they did that. They cut off his face and somebody took his face and was like r- running with it and like creating this Joker Legion. It was really cool. It was a really cool aspect. I mean, that's a, that's the argument of the show is that there's a lot of really cool inspirational stuff that came from that show, even though like the show itself wasn't very good. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like you're, it made sense at the beginning to run the storyline of Jim Gordon, but then you realize that Jim Gordon is just another secondary character in the storyline of Batman. So if you, 
if you have Jim Gordon in Gotham, obviously to keep the show interesting, you're going to have to start introducing, you know, the, the monumental characters, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Bruce Wayne, you know, and then where do you go from there? You got maybe one, two, three seasons at best. They write themselves in a corner. Yeah. So like the, the idea was uh, a good idea, but I think in the long run of things, it just, it, it wouldn't have worked, but it, it spawned a lot of really cool um, secondary stuff like that Joker stuff. And like you, you get some nice playoff with like Mr. Freeze and the penguin was really good too. Maybe like, see what we get with Pennyworth. Yeah. The Alfred solo series. I don't uh, well, I'll give it a shot obviously, but I, nobody was asking for that. <laughs> no, nobody, no one was asking for Gotham either. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I haven't read much on the whole Pennyworth thing. The guy who played Alfred in Gotham though was really good. I enjoyed his acting. Good, good. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I think it's just the for with, with the Joker and all, all of his staples. I think it's just the factor of the the madness game that keeps people intrigued. You know, what, what, what what can this guy? What else can this guy do? He's already done so much. It's so like the sick way of like living life vicariously. Yeah, and it's just it's it's the one up scenario. You keep watching because you want to know how far they're willing to go. I mean, I would go as far as to say that Joker is one hundred and fifty percent the most popular villain yes. in comics. I and think he is tattooed on more people's body than any other villain. And you know, I know you and Jeff have kind of mentioned like you're kind of like oh my gosh again with the joker like mm-hmm. always the joker always the joker um and i think it's just one of those things where the joker sells yeah he always is gonna sell i think that a lot of a lot of it too is like the writers like who wouldn't want to write the joker especially yeah especially if you could do something crazy like cut his fucking face off right or something like that you know how how crazy have you come up in your mind that that the joker could be so that's that's kind of the thing i look at, at in a writing standpoint and same thing with artistic standpoint too like somebody wants to draw the joker a certain way so they'll use the Joker on their, you know, on their team effort. Yeah. Well, why not get the Joker in on it? Cause it's probably the best one. Yeah. There's only so many ways you can draw Clayface or Mr. Freeze. And not to mention like, they just don't have that marquee mm-hmm. feel to them. Like Joker. There was has. a point um, that DC was going to kill off the Joker. Yeah. During the uh, comic book uh, deal. They were, well, originally they were going to kill him in the first issue and they were like, nah, mm-hmm. let's keep him alive. And there's like some weird throwaway line, but also too, didn't DC like in the lead up to death of the family, when he removed his face, didn't DC go a whole year or something like that without yes. using him in any of It was of the a books? very, very, very refreshing year. Like it was, a, it was probably a year, year and a half. And then to have him come back the way he did i think was brilliant like because you you breathe new life into this character that i think a lot of people were just kind of like oh fucking joker's back again and i think that's part of the key of keeping him and other characters relevant is you have to reinvent them and yeah a lot of people aren't going to like them and it's always going to end up going back to status quo no matter what like because joker's already he's back at status quo at this point i, I don't his phase is normal again and well yeah it was pretty much uh normal at the end of uh in game mcnamore joker and all that <laughs> stuff which was like i think the follow-up to death death of the family yeah so <laughs> it didn't last long but the the mcnamore joker was good for a whole other reason he was the one that was kind of just fucking with batman mentally like he almost broke batman yeah which was cool and like, that's the thing is that there's it's there's a mental game going on always with the joker which i think is always the most enticing thing sometimes it's more enticing than uh battle of you know physicality mm-hmm. the, the battle of wit yeah battle of wits is more intoxicating sometimes but i would love to hear some of everybody else's favorite joker stories or moments or portrayals whether it be actor voice actor comic books i would like to know that do you have a particular one that's like the definitive version of joker for you i'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> Like, I'm really hoping this comment section lights on fire with arguments. This is the best Joker. For me, Mark Hamill is always going to be up there and and Ledger. Like, Ledger is kind of that one I think that people, they automatically go to and other people can kind of write it off and take it for granted. Like, oh, of course, Ledger. But like, and even me, sometimes I'm like, I'll be like, yeah, you know, it was good. And then I go back and watch it and I'm like, oh, wait, no, it was really fucking good. (laughs) Like, Halloween uh, Halloween is usually the time I watch The Dark Knight. It's a very popular costume, too. (sighs) Maybe that's another reason I hate the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that. another topic for another day. Another day. 
Uh, I think that'll do it for this edition. I think we've exhausted this topic as long as we can. Yeah, it was exhausted 15 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the Joker in pop culture. Yep. Uh, If you like this show, please do check it out on the Pod Bros Podcast Network where you can find our show and tons of other great shows. And be sure to share, like, subscribe over on YouTube where you can find tons of great content like Toy Hunts reviews and unboxings. Got all sorts of stuff going on over there. We also can be found over on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are listening to. Get that Podcatcher app. Make it a whole lot easier for you. We also have a Patreon account where you can head on over and make some fine donations to keep our bills at bay. Thank you, as always, to Janelle Kozlowski. Charlie Robbins, Jeremy Brown, Christy Vans, and Angel Doty to your continued support and effort in uh, feeding our stummies. What? (laughs) Our stummies? Our stummies. (laughs) It's a a cross between stomach and tummy. (laughs) I thought it was stomach and dummies because we're all ventriloquists on the side. No, no. We also have some shirts available over on tpublic.com. Tons of limited designs back up for a very limited time. It's coming to a close, I think. Coming to a close and then we'll have something spooky maybe? Or spoopy? Something spoopy. We getting spoopy in this bitch. It's getting spoopy in here. That's our gonna be our, our weird all cover song. <laughs> and the holidays are vastly approaching. So if you're looking for that perfect gift, you can click one of these affiliate links below for Toink, Entertainment Earth, and Amazon. I'm pointing down as if they are literally down there. But what he doesn't know is there's an index card below him that I put there. Perfect. So, so it's actually below him. Perfect. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I mean, I think that's a no, no brainer. Hop on one of those links, get somebody a gift that you're going to maybe get them anyways. And you'll never know you're helping us. Mm-hmm. You can forget all about it. You don't even have to feel good about yourself. Nope. You could just, or yeah, you could just buy something for yourself and just be like, yeah, me things. <laughs> yep. That's, that's a common thing with Amazon with me. So I just buy myself stuff. And I think it about uh, does it for the plugs. I think so too. Oh, it's so exhausting. One of these days you'll learn to just write, write it, it down. down. <laughs> I almost thought about it today. I, I I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll just put it something like a document on my phone. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the simplest way. <laughs> Open notes and then boop, 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 eh. and put it in there. Maybe later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, never. Um, as far as next week's show goes, it's a little in limbo as I will be on my honeymoon. So I'm not <laughs> sure if you and Jeff will be getting together. So our Joker, a pending Joker review, maybe minus me, or maybe we'll do it a week after. I'm not sure. We'll see. If you and Jeff, are you, able, what? What's, I was going to say, if you and Jeff are able to get it out, by all means, okay, go for it. We'll see what happens. It'll be the first episode of Kapowcast ever without The me. very first one. It's going to be. I hope it tanks. <laughs> It's such a self-saboteur thing to do. <laughs> I don't. I, I, hope don't. We, I hope it fucks. It's I, stupid shit. I hope we lose, like, like listens disappear because of it. Like on old episodes. And just things start getting deleted. Yeah. It's just like a black hole just collapses in on itself. <laughs> just, just people go, because of the ew. Epi- because of the episode does better, then yeah, I'm just going to feel like, terrible. <laughs> you're just going to feel like shit. How do you think I feel when I leave and I see those counters go up oh, higher? No. I'm like, I'm like ah, you fucks. Oh no. But guess what? I still edit the motherfucker. So. You do. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Tony. Toodles. Toodles.